0: You are listening to Unapologetic Talk, brought to you by We The People.
1: Bringing some common sense with a little New York disrespect.
0: We The People, for the people, by the people. Y'all already know my name, Relly Rebel. Um, he, him, pronouns. Um, um, y'all already, I'm a Jersey native. You know, I've lived all around. I was born in Jersey, but uh, I've, you know, Maryland, Detroit, Philly. Um, shit, now I'm in New York. You know what I mean? So, uh. And in quarantine, everybody was, uh, I guess, you know, investing in themselves. You know, everybody was on Instagram doing lives and podcasts and everything. So that's what I was getting into. And, and um, you know, I, I wanted to do a podcast, and it was crazy. You know, that's what I was going to do, invest in myself. And the George Floyd thing happened. And, you know, we, um, as has been, uh, um, I've never been in a movement like this you know what I mean, until now. But um, I always said if I jumped into something, you know, um, to get into something like this, I would, you know, be all the way in. And I had to have people, you know, to be on the same level. And that's what I found, that's why I'm still out here. But um, yeah, my kids, you know, it it affected my kids. And as a black man, it's it's always affected me since I've been here, you know. So um, it affected my kids and my kids, they never um, had an interaction with the cops. Mm. So um, it, it sent me, it, it sent it. You know what I mean? It sent me through a phase I ain't never been through before. And the only thing that made me feel good was to be out here doing what I'm doing now. Right. So, so,
2: yeah. So you do this because you have to, not because you want to. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And it's a hard come up. Yeah. It's a hard come up for you know what I mean. I had to just think about like my kids gotta go through that, and then like I got a 21 year old daughter that's getting locked up. You know what I mean? Now. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you yeah, know what like mean? there's no way to oh, I'm avoid out this here. Shit. Yeah. So there's like I could, you know what I mean? Quit my job. You know what I mean? Left family, friends, everything. Came out here. Cause I thought I was gonna die out here in the beginning. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? you talking oh, yeah. about cars blowing up and shit. I'm like, yeah. oh this is it. We got <laughs> yeah. an army outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is the one. Then come out here and sleep on this you know what I mean? Yeah. So I used to I used to wake up. And I used to just, like, as soon as I get up, I just look across the street and see whatever cop was looking at me. And I used to get my, my, my toothbrush, my toothpaste, go over there and brush my teeth in front of him and spit it out <laughs> exactly. and go over there and wash my face. And then come right to him. Yep. And start flaming him up early in the morning, yep. 6 o'clock, it didn't matter what time. And nah, yeah, nah. flame, don't you look over here when we sleep. <laughs> <laughs> People see and, and I, I laugh and stuff and stuff like that, at the protests and stuff like that. I, like I said, I'm trying to make everything, even though I'm still getting my message out and stuff like that. But do they see like when I'm crying and all that going right. through my shit. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where, that's where they don't see. Like, you know what I mean? And, and I never was going through any of this shit, the emotions or any of this shit until I came out here and started doing, you know what mm. I mean, this. I was living a comfortable life, thought I was comfortable. But really I'm I was locked in. You know what right. I mean? Locked in working all day and trying to party at my job.
2: Yeah. So right up to coming here, you didn't really process the 70 arrest. Yeah. He, yeah nah.
0: You didn't really nah. like, get to process <laughs> that. That was regular. Yeah, it was Like I'll be out yeah. you know what I mean? Start it's all so over again, up. find another job. When I came there, um, you know, I seen I seen Jersey had gave up on on a protest. And like I said, it was only one organizer and he was doing the same shit. And I got tired of seeing it, and it, every protest got smaller and smaller. Yep. And then the last one, I went to, I went to this protest, and like when you came in, it was at it was at a, it was at, a, it, was at a, it was at a field, and they had stadium seatings and stuff like that. And when you came in, it was cops lining people to sit down. Mm. It was nothing but white people. And mm. I came there with my speaker, bottle of liquor, and shit. Yep, I'm like, oh, I'm ready <laughs> to up. Thinking like we about to turn up. Yeah. And I come in the door and there's nothing but white people, boom, boom. And I walk over and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And the cops are telling us where to sit down. I'm just looking like, nah, this ain't no protest. Yeah. And then like to see, um, somebody sent me the flyer about the city hall. Mm. And then when they sent me the flyer, it was the day of. So he's like, damn, we missed it. And then the next day on the news, they showed it. And I seen yeah. all the people out there. And I was like, oh, no, nah, we that's a protest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's when I came the second day. And- um, from there, yeah, I just learned that I learned more that it was more than just protesting. Like I was out there. Um I was it was somebody that came and sat down and I was talking, I think I was talking to Devin about, you know, um I think I was telling about my story or just me coming from Jersey or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was saying something about the cops and you know, some um this white dude came up, but he was houseless, but I didn't know he's houseless. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking everybody in the park is protesting that right. was the other crazy part yeah. you know i was i was i was cool the first couple of nights that i was stayed there i was stayed next to this dude that was houses i didn't even know
2: right and we yeah. was
0: laughing and talking and joking i'm bringing the weed and being going by the food but just now i'm playing i'm just like this is all the love you know everybody was like giving everything like right. ah. yeah yeah i'm like y'all about to go to the store you want some eat? And he's like yeah well, i'm all right boom and I buy. It. He, you know what i mean give it to him and, shit. and he'd be so appreciative and i'm like no it's all good bro it was all love right you know, right like, yeah. you know what i mean um and then when the cops tried to raid us in the morning, the cops tried to raid us in the morning, and somebody handed me a shield, and I got up. And I, and I, and I started running. I found another shield, and I grabbed it, and I ran back. And I woke him up, like, bro, the cops are coming. Yo, you got to come on. I was like, yo, you got to come on. And he was like, what? He's like, the cops are coming. And he turned around, and he looked, and he seen all the cops, and he got him, and he started grabbing his shit. Hmm. And I'm like, yo, bro, where you going? He's like, man, I'm just an innocent bystander. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, bro, you're not protesting? He's like, nah, man, I got the yo, bro. Y'all be safe. And he walked, but he came back that night. Yeah. But I, that's, uh, you know what I mean? It, it it took me a minute to find out that, boom, oh, it's more than, the, you know what I mean? Because I, I was just seeing that. Um, Then started going to the, hear what people were saying and yeah. all that. And I'm like, oh, because in Georgia, we don't have no houses problem. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, Not like that. And... The houses of people out there, or our jails are not like out here. Mm. You know what I mean? You you go to jail out there, the, the, the houses of people will probably love a jail out there. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? They got, mm-hmm. they got a bed. The only thing is probably the bed, but they're getting three meals, cable TV. You know what I mean? This is all. So what they do is like during the winter and shit, or when they feel like they need to eat or something, yeah. they do some dumb shit and just get locked up. They'll just go stand in the store or something have the cops come. That's... The guys will be like, you don't get out here, I'll take you to jail. And they be like, come on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They'll gladly go to jail. But up here, 40 something people died of the Rikers.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> the past years, yeah. What
0: the hell is going on in there? You know, when when I was talking to Devin and the guy came up and I was talking about the cops and the houses guy came up and he was like, oh, not all cops are bad, you know what I mean? Mm. And I started, I started getting at him
2: mm-hmm. and Devin
0: was like, oh, no, 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 Like, And I was like, bro, you," I started snapping on him. You're out here eating our food and shit. That's mm. for the protesters, mm-hmm. isn't it? And Dev was like, no, it's not all for the protesters. Like, it's people like anything. Yeah. Like, huh? And he had to break it down to me. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. And I had to sit back and look. And then it started like, oh. And then I had to identify what was going on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, all right. And then, like, as more I stayed out there, I started getting in tune and shit. Now I'm doing the work all the time. Yeah.
1: Really, my whole life organizing. <laughs> Ever since the beginning. But right. real, real in the streets impactful organizing with communities on like a larger scale that was three years ago
0: three years ago yeah what um was that before occupied city hall abolition park or was that
1: um i started organizing with a few of my friends i told them once i saw the george floyd um out um incident across social media and that was like widespread news i just Was like, I cannot not be a part of history. I'm like, history is repeating itself. And I was learning about it in history books just a few years ago. So um, that's when I started organizing my people to come outside. And actually, like, only one of them showed up. (laughs) Yeah, it was just just me. I pulled out by myself, (laughs) but I was like, it was like thousands of people outside. So I was like turning up and um, I ended up seeing my people there, like, and then they brought somebody. So it was, like, the three of us. And I heard these speakers talking, and they opened up the floor. And it was, like, if anybody wants to speak. So I hopped on the mic, and I was, like, just saying my piece about um, my experience as, like, a black youth <laughs> and what I, what I felt like I can contribute. I just brought love and light to the situation. I was saying, like, anybody could do this work, and we should be doing this more. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was my first time. Like really, like speaking, and I ended up being like in the New Yorker or something like that. Some important. I'm trying to think. I can't. Like I can't
0: that. remember the first time I, I spoke. It was. It was when I came out here. But I can't. No, I'm talking about how far as on the bullhorn. I, my first time I speaking out was in Jersey, going against uh, the other organizer that was out there mm. at the time. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, um, because it was like, uh, like it was my fourth one. I had went to with him and I was just like, God damn it! He, we don't want to hear about slavery, motherfuckers.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> Talk about some recent, some modern yeah, problems. Yeah,
0: bro, because I was keep telling people like, you know, we we um we don't have to, uh, you know, yeah, we, we could we can go to the back, you know, to the to the past and resort to that of how we can learn and get better and, and take what we, you know, times changes. The th- the things we're fighting is is on the same level, but it's different. You know what I mean? Different ways of. Uh, the social media and all this stuff, you know what I mean? It's all it's all brand new tactics and stuff that we are setting and, and writing the history for, you know what I mean, um, for the for the younger generation. But the organizer kept talking about slavery, and I think I was like, the, like I said, the fourth time I heard him say that. So then I was like, I think I, I think he was saying that the, where we was at. I've been locked up like three times there. And he was trying to tell me that they don't. They're not racist here in this town now or some shit like that. And I was like, yeah, nah, I I'm looking changed. at three of them right there. Lock me up on some straight driving through here. Like them right there. I started pointing them out. And it was like um Jersey, like they had snipers. That's what I said. They had snipers and stuff on the roof. And um later on, uh no, before before I left there. No, but maybe like a half an hour after I left there, it was cops on my Instagram. You know what I mean? Um It went from cops on my Instagram to later on at at, by the end of the night, uh, you know, when I was paranoid and I was sitting outside like late at night, it's outside my house and shit. I was drinking and shit, all drunk, sweating and crying and just, you know what I mean. And uh, I was like, just like just going through it. And my my boys was there, and uh, I remember they was like, like dad, somebody a light through the window and joint. I'm sitting outside, I wasn't even paying attention, and 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 I I, was like, go back inside real quick. And I'm looking and shit, and it's cops. You know what I mean? Two or two, you know what I mean? Two or three o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. they run past, like, shining lights mm-hmm. to the window. And I'm just like, oh, let me stop what I'm doing. I got to find somewhere else to do this shit at.
1: <laughs> the first time I was arrested was at a protest as well.
0: For the first time you ever been arrested? <laughs> yeah, but
1: the first interaction, like, I was, I remember I was coming down 125th. It was, like, on the FDR when the George Floyd protest in 2020. I was 16. Mm-hmm. I was coming down the FDR, and um, I, was, I was trying to, like, just meet up at the march because I put up late black people timing. So I'm like, okay, I'm running, I'm running. And then I'm meeting other protesters and stuff and everybody's like, oh my gosh, you know, you're here for that, like, we're all here for the right reasons, everybody's running, catching up. And I see this black woman, and then I see this black police officer chasing her. She's running because she's being chased, and I'm like, yo, yo, you okay, you okay? She's like, looking back, she gets tackled on the FDR, like, and, um. I'm stopping because I'm like, hold on. Like, why would you just tackle this lady? Like, what did she do wrong? He's like, y'all can't be on here. I'm like, the protest is here, bro. What are you talking about? There's people here already. You just trying to bully her because she's the only one? Like, he's like, do you want to be arrested too? Do you want me to grab you too?
3: And this lady's telling me, you know what? Just
1: keep running. Just keep going. You know, let's So I'm like, damn. Like, you know, I'm like running and shit. I'm like, that was the first time, like, I've ever been threatened to arrest or had a threat of arrest and yeah I made it to the margin and everything got there safely but um toward the end like uh I would gotten tired of walking and everything so uh, somebody gives me a ride on the car and um, I'm sitting in the car and then all of a sudden we're driving through the protests, you know, cause there's cars, there's thousands of people, there's bikers, there's like safety team, legal teams, all this stuff out there. Cause it was so beautiful to organize. And then these cops, there was a line of cops going down Chelsea, like, and we went all the way from FDR to Chelsea. And it was like, they just came in like riot gear. You know, there was already, so I already I had a bad feeling. Like, I knew they were trying to instill fear, like, try to pop shit off, but the car kept going because, it's like, the march was going. You know what I'm saying? They were trying to get everybody dispersed and everything. It was just too it was too too impactful. Like, and then they, they stopped the car and everything. They don't really give us a warning. They just, like, they're like, stop the car, stop the car. They start opening up the doors and everything, like, Oh, pull everybody out, the driver pulled out, they throw him on the floor and everything. And I'm like, yo, like, what's going on? Like, can you get a warning? Cause you know, at this time, I was 16, I wasn't really aware of all my rights. This is like when I was first started organizing. And I'm like, what was the, I know he wasn't in the wrong, but I just, I didn't know what the right thing to do was. And like, they end up grabbing him, arresting him. And I'm like, where are you taking him? They end up snatching me out of the car by my leg, like throwing me on the floor. They were about to arrest me too, and um, some lady ended up stopping me because she heard me speaking. She heard when I um, got on the mic, and I was talking about how I was 16 and how I just came out there, but I've always been preaching about this stuff. Like, now is the time to take action and come out and organize and, like, really learn from each other. And she heard that. That hit her. So she saved me from getting arrested. That was, that was like, my first second police interaction. Oh, Leroy. Leroy. <laughs> yeah, let's talk
0: yeah, that shit's funny as so. hell
1: Leroy Adams I came to your community meeting at where was that Sunset Sunset High School
0: yeah yeah that was that was yeah I was at Sunset
1: you didn't let me in let me in next time let's talk
0: yeah, let's talk, let's talk. I,
1: I honestly dislike every single move this New York City mayor has made he's reallocated over a billion dollars to the NYPD like we know where the NYPD has come from. They came from slave catchers. Like, the police were slave catchers, and we still have them here. As abolitionists, I cannot agree with policing, police, you know, I, I can't even say I want to defund them. Like, I just want to abolish them completely. Um, I want to dismantle any like um, system of oppression of my people, but he hasn't done anything to do that. He hasn't done anything for the people. He's more so protected the property. Um, and i don't agree with any of his moves if he does listen to this and he you know wants to do something for the community realistically let's have a sit down like let's talk about these issues like let's have our demands met the leaders of new york city have been talking about what we can do for the community and we have examples we have notes we've been um in the ground asking the people what they need and he hasn't listened to us. He's pointed his camera at us, he's laughed at us, but he hasn't listened to us. So we're not new workers. Like
0: Yeah. 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 You know, Yo, you know, Um that that's that's what's crazy too. Because he's, he, he's putting he out got, this
1: false narrative of hope.
0: He got he got elected off of what happened in twenty twenty. We all know that, right? It's it was a whole bunch of black electives, Some um, people got elected during you know 2020 and that was the whole boom the shades of your eyes because everybody elected these people because of the color of their skin and just ah like even like i said when when i was uh interviewing the people in the park um one of the black dudes said he's doing the best he can for a black man and that's the same shit i used to say for obama <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, i just i swear same no, shit like oh yeah. he's doing the best he can for what he can you know what i mean and and the best thing they can do is <laughs> to like get out there and put the truth out there you mm-hmm. feel me that's the best thing the black man can do in that position is get up there and just tell the truth like need some bullshit they you know what i mean i'm a puppet <laughs> anybody ahead. get these jobs a like, tell us you a
1: scapegoat so, yeah like we know
0: yeah what's up y'all it's about the rebel it's good
1: it's good. good and it's angie
0: this is unapologetic talk eric adams introduced a new robot Called the K Five, uh, they introduced it at Forty um, Second Street um, in, in the subway. Uh, you know what I mean? They got another robot. They got another robot on the streets, uh, what in the subways. This robot, um, I think it, it weighs four hundred pounds.
1: Four hundred and twenty uh, pound. Four hundred twenty. Yeah, by like some security agency who allowed the NYPD to lease this robot for like about nine dollars an hour. Yeah, $9 an hour. For a test run of two months at 42nd Street on the main platform. It's just a a huge example of a waste of resources again reallocated to the NYPD. It's just unnecessary. You know, there's going to be a babysitting cop watching it
2: yeah, very strategically they didn't say how much um, the cop that's going to be babysitting this robot is going to be making as well. Yeah, it's not supposed to it says yeah, it's not supposed to use facial recognition and it's not going to be recording any audio.
0: Mhm. They they use this um machine before in, in like uh in the malls and everything. And uh I think it said 2000. Oh,
1: it's not yeah, in
0: 2016 they said one of these uh machines ran over, you know what I mean, a 3-year-old I mean, um, smashing it, smashing legs, or something like that. But uh, it's, um, these are...
1: It's 140, I
0: mean, 420 pounds, like. Yeah, this um, is, and, and the, the hours they're supposed to be uh, letting this this uh, robot around the station is from like 12 to 6. So, um, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know. They're supposed to be leasing, what did they say, two months? too much so this mm-hmm. is another this is another uh i'm pretty sure they're gonna probably put it on every, eventually like i said you know everything's gonna get replaced with with, with robots we already see that you know what i mean they already doing it to, uh mcdonald's they got a full mcdonald's that's that's fully ran by robots you know what i mean all robots you know what i mean um so i mean that's that's the way of the, of the future and they just like slowly but like i said they got uh they got better high-tech robots in the in the back. They just haven't introduced yet. They keep bringing out these rinky-dink shits. Like but the
1: drones and stuff. Yeah, and that they're using to watch barbecues and shit in New York.
2: And the uh, the robot dogs that they were using mm-hmm. in the project. Mm-hmm. Long
0: ago. Yeah. yeah, and all them shits are stupid. When we see them in action. They be flipping over and shit, malfunctioning. But um, <laughs> but it's crazy. Like they um, like I said, they keep. They keep fixing up and doing shit for Times Square. You see Times Square's got a lot of money. That's their main tourist attraction. But, you know, um, Eric Adams, this money, uh, we're not seeing nothing, like we said, we're not seeing him do nothing for the community that needed. it. They keep putting more money into uh, Times Square and for these robots and everything to secure that, to make these tourists and shit come there and feel safe and shit. But it's all, uh, oh, man, you, you look at that, you damn, you can push that robot over, though. That shit looks stupid as hell, that's so, It's like a vacuum cleaner, old-ass stupid vacuum cleaner, some shit, man. But, uh, yeah.
2: No, I was gonna say, the stupidest shit was that he was trying to make a heart with it.
0: Oh, what? He but put a hand onto it?
2: it? Yeah, he put his hand, like, like
1: in a heart oh, shape. Oh, bro, I, I seen that. Bro, I, I, I thought, thought he put up
0: a crib side. I ain't know what the fuck's... going on. Yo this nigga throwing up gay sides with this nigga, yo. Okay, so what? radicalize you out of electoral politics?
2: Um, Yeah, I think... Yeah, I, I worked on my, like... It was just, like, an internship after school. I worked on my first electoral campaign. I was, like, 14, 15, until I was, like, 17. And I think I... I'm really glad that that happened to me, like, so young. where And I was, like, radicalized out of those spaces pretty fast. And I think it was ultimately just, like... I'm busting my ass knocking on people's doors and then I'm asking them for like a vote and money and I want to be talking to them about like what are the issues that you're facing what are the changes you want to see in your community what is your vision for the future you know I want them to like join the movement I don't want their vote and their money and I also think I realized also pretty fast and young that like politics is not going to save us like there's no politician who can be our savior like they are not comrades Mm -hmm. um and yeah that like politics and politics is like is not our path toward liberation the kind of world that i've envisioned like that cannot be built through voting now
0: what motivates you to keep going
2: me i think it's really just like a deep um hope for the future and like belief that uh, things can get better. You know, I think that often um, she can feel, I can feel really angry. Um, And I think what's like motivated that and and not like made me stuck in this feeling of like rage is like the feeling of being able to be like, oh, there's hope for the things that we can create. And like the deep feeling of like love and solidarity Mm -hmm. with other people, um, I think definitely motivates me what about you?
0: Yeah, that's the same thing. Like, um, you see, what we do on the corner, we, what we the people, yeah. you know, that um, motivates me to see, you know, um, when we started off, it was rough. It was crazy. Um, dealing with the lines and, and just even having the patience, but just, you know, having the patience to stick with it and just seeing how it is now and how the people are responding now from from them showing up to the line and cussing us out and being just to each other to everybody's helping each other out. Like, you know what I mean? Um last week two people were arguing and I I sat there and I watched you know what I mean just to watch and to see another person come out the line and boom piece it out and everybody was good and I was like all right, I didn't even have to you know what I mean everybody's yeah. so that that's what like, it makes built me a like community ah, and yeah a like it's coming yeah it's coming and just knowing that like if I need that community right there we built that and like yeah. that community you know what I mean we we here for each other um somebody got you know um somebody from Bedford and Northrim was on like by Central What's the Central Station? What's 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 um uh, Grand Central? Oh. All right, there's that Grand Central getting harassed by the cops. You know what I mean? And they like FaceTime me. And I was able to go over there, you know, defuse it and then bring them back, get them uh get them an Uber somewhere. So that's like stuff like that. It's just like ah, like just building community and, and seeing that it's responding and we we you know what I mean? So yeah, that's it's, it's yeah, like you said, it's a reward in itself. But if you guys uh didn't see like last weekend, um he him the new commissioner, um, Marjorie, It was a, um, couple of other, um, high ranking officers, um, uh, politicians, mm-hmm. city, city officials, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, all of them, they had, uh, they had a Masonic meeting, I mean, a, a free, Mason, a, <laughs> a, free Masonic. <laughs> a Masonic. I was just gonna call it Masonic, that shit But look, um, they had, a, um, a but not, not not, at the hall, you know what I mean? These uh, Eric Adams and them, they moved up in the rankings. Now that they're high, the high Freemason officers or whatever the hell you want to call that shit. Mm-hmm. But with, with, what people got to look at, right? Um, Freemasons, I don't know if y'all know what y'all know about them. It's a, it's a whole bunch of. Cultish cult, shit. Yeah, they're, they're the um, oldest organization in society period like that's that's the oldest organization um and it's a male organization you it's know what i mean very sexist um it's male
1: yeah. dominated um you're not allowed in it as a feminine presenting person if right unless you're like dating one of them
0: oh no it's, it's a secret society baby the secret society secret, we all do the illuminati all, all that shit all everybody all knows that shit. know what that is and everybody's mm-hmm. there away from her it say it's fake or whatever like that but it is it is what it is um, I don't know if y'all seen, and this is this is what people got to pay attention to. This is what we gotta start waking up and finding out what the fuck is going on and stop being goddamn like sheep, bro. We gotta stop being sheep. All right. Um Eric Adams is a Mason, a Freemason, mm-hmm. right? Um then, then you got the commissioner, and they didn't they usually in these, they do they they do these ceremonies in mason halls. They did this shit right here at um What's the name of it? Gracie Mansion? They Manchin. did it right there, in, in yeah, our shit. So you know what yeah, I mean? Our, our right. the mayors yeah, whatever. The, 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 the city shit, our shit, the public shit, right? All right, so they did their little Masonic uh, meeting. Not called Masonic, goddammit. I'm gonna keep calling that. They did a meeting <laughs> inside the um at the same
1: time. inside
0: Gracie Mansion, right? Uh, now you got you got city officials, you got all these cops, you got the mayor. What the fuck is going on, bro? City officials, cops, mayors, all part of this shit. They give Diddy, yeah, everybody know about Diddy. You start looking, the start, everybody knows, bro. Just start looking into the, all these celebrities and shit, and you start saying, what the fuck? Diddy got a C, key key to the city, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Look
0: up the picture with Diddy and the key to the city. These motherfuckers is throwing up their little, you know what I mean, Free, free, Freemason gang sign. They throwing it up, you know what I mean? Um, that this is shit you gotta look at. Uh, Jay Z is a Freemason. You get know what I'm saying? Eric Adam's son works works at Rock Nation. You have to look at these shits, bro. Eric Adam. I'm not trying to like just just listen. Eric Adam was a all right a, a subway police officer, a dyslexic subway police officer. Um, we have to now. He's, I, don't, I don't know how long he's been there, but if you look at his pictures, right, boom, boom, out there, out there, out there, but start looking at his son's pictures. His son has been around, like, all these celebrities and city officials when he was younger, bro, when Eric Adams was a subway cop. And, and, then, then, and then
1: Eric Adams, was he, like, Al, Sharpton, Al, Sharpton's, Al Sharpton's bodyguard? bodyguard. Like, Eric Adams was Al
0: Sharpton's body. Y'all, people got to start looking at all this shit. Like, the clip up. bro, so this Subway cop, now, now this Subway cop. And, and people got to look at how Jay-Z influenced Eric Adams getting, shit started getting this. All the conspiracies, that's what I'm saying, all this shit, bro. But this is our mayor's in this shit now. Our mayor's in the secret society.
4: Yeah, so I'm Rudy. I'm a technologist. I'm a native New Yorker. Um, grew up in South Jamaica, Queens. Um, lived in the city my whole life. Um, and have been in bed for like the last four years or so. And I've been organizing with We The People uh, since about last year, around this time. It's just a little over Fire. a year. 2020 was a wild, wild year. Um, I think for me, like the protesting during that time was really just out of anger, you know. Um It was it was interesting too, or like I was in a much different place in my life where I am now, where like I work on I do like consulting, like IT tech consulting, and work on like values-aligned tech projects in addition to mutual aid organizing. But at that time, I had like a regular nine-to-five, and I was in kind of like a leadership position, and it was weird because it was like um, you know being one of the few black leaders at the company uh it was like you know people were trying to have conversations about what was going on but we weren't you know i don't know i was coming at it from a much different place where i was just mad right and it was it, it felt kind of good i remember there was this, like i was i was basically like yo i can't i had to tell my team had to tell my other colleagues like i can't even work today you know i mean mm-hmm. when, when that should happen like i just i just need to be outside and yeah. Same thing, go ahead. Yeah. yeah that's that's
1: amazing. Great. Like converting that um frustration and negative energy into something more positive. You yeah. spoke about black technical operations that you were working on. Yeah, yeah, That's amazing, like taking black struggles and now using this new generational technology to now spread that knowledge and um, information. It's
4: uh taking a little bit back, I was when I first started organizing with We the People, I was working on this project called Paper Tree. And it was meant to be like this community, it was like a FinTech product, it was a community bank account. Um so it was like if your whole community or neighborhood or your organization could share one joint banking. I I'd worked on that for a year, had a lot of impact with it. But it ultimately started running into like, you know, it, it was going against the system, right? Like the, the financial system is not meant for people to share f- money in that way, you know. Uh, ultimately, I ran into some issues that required me to shut down Paper Tree around May. Um, but I, I am trying to bring it back. That I'm like uh, working on that in the next couple of weeks is another thing, too. But in this time period, I was like, I felt kind of lost, you know, because I spent so much time working on that. And but there was some other technology that was coming about um, that was also very timely, and it was this uh, social media app called Blue Sky. You know, Jack Dorsey, who founded Twitter, wanted a, to create a way for people to choose their own algorithm. So we always talk about algorithms and how the algorithms influence us, and and uh, you know, it's it's so important to lots of things. You even talk about like activism, like. You know, Twitter has been a, a really important tool for activists to spread information, get connected with each other, as a part of like movement building. Um, but we don't control how people see our content. With with Blue Sky, what they did differently is anyone who's technical enough could come in and build uh, the algorithm that shows you these this content. So I built one called Black Sky, and the goal was it was to like replicate Black Twitter to promote the content of black users, help black people find each other when they join the app. Cause I was like, there's a ton of people who join, sign up for blue sky. It's like invite only right now, but people will sign up and be like, where are all the black people? Um, and it, it's been really fun having the answer to them. Like black sky, here's the link, you
0: know, check that <laughs> so out. Heavy. Yeah. The other thing in the news is that motherfucking subway nigga got locked up last night.
1: So yeah, um, yeah. Well, no, he
0: didn't get locked up last night, but he got sentenced. Not last night, was sentenced yesterday. Um, shit, 10 life sentences, but, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. I mean, basically he's not getting out of jail, but when this shit happened, right, this was right after like Eric Adams had put all them fucking subway cops in, and put more subway cops in, 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 in the train stations, right? Talk. And they also used this to put more subway cops in the train station. Talk. But, um, this situation... They had all them cops. It was if y'all don't know, it was, it was cops in that station. Do y'all remember that shit? Mm-hmm. This dude was sixty two years old at the time. I was, uh, 64, sixty four, sixty five now. Cops whatever. And there was cameras.
1: Yeah, and sixty. Yo, that didn't
0: even work. No, but look, six, Look, sixty two years old. They let this man run up a flight of stairs and catch another train and get up out of there. When the shit was going off, one of the cops was talking about they phone. These niggas is always on their phone. They always on their phone. So you got all these cops in this station and all of a sudden their phones don't work, their walkie-talkies don't work where they can't get down there and stop. about
1: work phones, personal phones, a walkie-talkie and your partners, nothing, nothing works. What are these resources being like allocated to?
0: Yeah, they, um, they, would you, um,
1: let the dude get away just to take him back for 10 life sentences.
0: They, um, yeah, 10 life, 10 life sentences. But, um,
1: but you didn't
0: kill anybody. this is this is like uh, and I, at the time when I first heard because when when this dude shot shot them people up, he didn't you know what I mean he didn't he didn't kill nobody, not that I'm wishing death for anybody. But I, I always thought it was like uh propaganda for like all this shit that they're doing now type shit. But, you know, um man I don't I don't wanna that's my little conspiracy. Like I said, don't get wrapped up to my shit. This is the shit I be thinking. But um it, because of, like, everything is uh the fit to go and air, like the the do the dude shit they doing now with these robots and shit, and I ain't gonna lie, just even thinking about that shit, I'd rather have that fucking robot than have them goddamn cops in here beating our ass for two ninety, bro. You know what I mean? That robot we could just run past that bitch, just gonna take a picture and probably get that shit in the mail. But I'd rather deal with that shit than dealing with these cops putting their fucking hands on us, bro. That shit is nuts. But um, oh,
1: fuck these cops.
0: That robot, these that robot, that robot get pushed really down that motherfucker. get pushed Cop down D2. them goddamn D2. steps. Real quick.
1: Don't and, and, I and look, think- at, look at the case about Daniel Penny, though. Like, compare these two cases. A black man, you know, um, who's mentally ill, gets killed on the train by Daniel Penny. Because he's having a mental episode. No restraint is shown. He's an ex-veteran. And he kills a man. He gets to mm-hmm. walk free on, like, a $100,000 bond in New York City. Like, with a police escort after being a murderer, but this man, he shoots up, he shoots over 30 times. And um, he killed, he doesn't kill anybody. You know, he sets off a smoke bomb. But both incidents are so eerily, eerily similar because uh, cops were at the station. There was cameras there, you know, on site and cameras that didn't work. And it's like, how do we allow these Massacre-like events, these traumatic events to go on in public transportation in New York. But you have all this, these trained, you know, Tonight security guards. Like, these officers are there to what? Hold space? Because the community does that. The community does that and keeps their people a lot more safe. Because I've hear, heard so many incidents where it's like... Uh,
0: all I know where it, were
1: these Where were these coons at? Uh,
0: yeah, the at? Uh, all, all this shit. You know, they're not helping them. A couple weeks ago, an old black woman got beat the head with a with a cane in the in train station. And it's like when we hear all this shit, we don't we don't see these cats. People getting stabbed and shit. We don't see these cats. People getting pushed on the train. We don't see these cats. But jump that motherfucking turnstile. You're going to get beat up. You're going to get robbed for $100, bro. For two, at 290, you're going to catch you $100 and, and, and beat the fuck up and, and probably a night in jail. I was gay. The last time I got in jail, the last time I was in jail, and I guess this dude probably was just, uh, I guess, a repeated offender. or must have just got on their nerves or something like that. But, bro, they had me in bookings, right? I go stay night in bookings. Um, I had bullshit charges. Uh... On on, I don't see no judge. So they have me in there all day. I don't see no judge, but I'm in there with a with, with a dude in bookings all day with somebody that just jumped the turnstile, bro, for two ninety. So they had that nigga in jail all day for two ninety, and guess what? They we don't we both don't see no judge. They just let us out the back door. That was like punishment. Now, like I said, bro, <laughs> two ninety got him. You know what I mean? Got him with day in bookings, bro. That's that's I think that's nuts. And if the ticket, they take it, they I don't I don't know how they decipher whether you get a ticket or whether they're gonna take you to jail. That's what I, I'm trying to like figure that shit out.
1: Talk, Cavius, say Miles that again. Say did, that again.
0: Well, how do they decipher whether they don't give you a ticket or they gonna take you to jail? Because uh, it was a black dude. Um, one the one one of the comrades that we're gonna show with us. Um, Miles, uh, was on the way home, and, and, and the train station. You know, seeing, seeing a black dude, like, you know what I mean? They jumped the turnstile. They had that nigga up against the wall, like, you know what I mean? Putting the cuffs on him. Searching to run through his pockets and shit. like, what the fuck? And so said, how no, did they he determine not, that shit, though? They
1: said he was not being detained. he already had cuffs on him and two officers holding him down. And 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 and, and I, 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 I've been detained. I've been placed in handcuffs for um, a two 290 incident or something like that. Like,
0: it was like... Stonewall almost got tased for 290. <laughs> yeah, sure. you almost, got, almost tased. got tased. for 290.
1: So it's like, and when we say 290, incident, we mean these officers, police officers are coming in to these stations and acting as bullies to um, people who refuse to deal with MTA's bullshit.
3: Um, I came to the U.S. Well, my story starts, like, really young, because my mom's came to the U.S. in the 80s by herself with my dad. Um, and she actually was pregnant here with me. Um, but she was young and she went back. Um, she just came with a visa as a tourist. And then back in the 90s, 90, 92, she decided to, like, let me go visit the country. And then she met um, my sister's dad here And she had my sister in 1994, which kept us here for longer than expected. So that I went to kindergarten here. I went to first grade. I I learned like little broken English. And then she took us back to the Dominican Republic um, until 1999. Um, And that's when we came back and never left ever since. Um, We came with a tourist visa um, from the Dominican Republic and which expired in 2003. Um, I was really young. I was just, 12, 13 years old when my mom was like, hey, by the way, the visa expired, Um, we're not gonna be able to go back. I'm like, what do you mean? I mean, I was a little girl, that's when I realized like it was serious. I was just going into high school, which was like pretty new to me. My English was not like really good. So I was like in bilingual classes. So it was like really hard that experience for me because I was like, that's when I realized, "Wow, I'm I'm undocumented here and, and now what? And I, I, we were in shelters, um, and, and that's, that was another thing that was like a little hard for us because we were all fully undocumented, my mom, my, my brother, and myself, except my sister that was born in 1994, which was the only way that we were able to get in the shelter system because of my sister. If not, it would have been even harder for us because it would have been all of us fully undocumented. And... That's where my undocumented, being undocumented experience um, started because I was in high school and I, I didn't know. I, 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 I didn't even know how to say I'm undocumented. It was just myself. You. Yeah. What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back to Unapologetic
1: Talks.
0: I'm Relly Rebel.
1: And I'm Dimes Cartier. What's good, yeah.
0: y'all? You yeah, bro. All right. I just want to say, like you know, what I mean, I've been I've been out here with you for like three years, and I respect your passion and your drive and like and I everything appreciate like that. that. Fact. Yeah, yeah. How how do um how does your family feel about you know the work that you do? Do they do um well or, off
5: the uh, back? My family's very supportive of the work I do because we all come from a struggle, so we all understand how how powerful and how how it's a must that we fight back and the ways that we fight back and try to make things a better place. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, but they are very fearful that something might happen to me. So, do they want me doing what I do? I can be honest and say probably not. But they understand that this is what it needs to be done and somebody got to do it. So, they respect my decision to do so. And basically, I get a lot of mostly support from my family with this. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what I think is dope. It's like, you know what I mean? They, um, they don't want us to be out here doing this. But, you know what I mean? They, they do respect it. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's also the fear of, of, you know what I mean? Because you see how we put pressure on the bro. Like that's we, a fight. it's something different. And um, yeah. You know what I mean? I you you out there with us, bro. Some some fight, stuff fight. be getting hectic out that there, that's man. A fight. Yeah. That's a fight. <laughs> but um, all right, I wanted to ask you, um, all right, you, you do music, right? Facts. How does um let me see, I wanted to say how how does your music and your activism come together? in your life
5: okay well see I, i'm not gonna lie i've always done music right since, since, since years ago like about what 2013 my, my first put out a song but that's back when i was brainwashed and i i was sucked into what the government wants us to be sucked into and that's hanging on the block beefing and doing stuff like that so that's what my music was aimed at stuff like that because I got a family I'm trying to feed, so you know what I'm saying? And everybody knows one of the easiest ways you could do that is making music, so I always believed in that. But now, so much, I don't even care about, like, getting famous when it comes to music or none of that. I see music as a tool nowadays because music is a weapon. And basically, it's a weapon because they use music to terrorize and and, and diminish our community, brainwash us into self-destruction. So I figured I don't have to stop music I can change my music into something more positive, give it a revolutionary um, feel, revolutionary vibe. But also at the same time, what I like really doing with my music is putting little bits and pieces in there of true history and facts when it comes to our people. Like I like to speak on aborigines, indigenousness a lot. So you're gonna hear a lot of that in my music and see facts. pictures and stuff like that in my music because I know that's one of the ways we could get people to listen is through music. A lot of people don't want to come protest. You know what I'm saying? They're not into that. They don't want to hear you give a speech. They're not into that. You know what I'm saying? But one thing I know for a fact, everybody loves music. You know what I'm saying? So, maybe they might get them same message we're trying to give when we're protesting from that song. And there goes another person that's woke.
0: You made a song i think it was a couple months ago it might have even been last year it was a drill song though bro it was fire though it was like oh you know I me mean? on the revolutionary tip and it's If you could get that out there and it's, it's um it's crazy because you know you you have a message in your in your in your music and you also you know um you know got a got a point from a to b you know what i mean and and a lot of these songs they just um just random names of, of people you know what i mean it just leads to more wars and fights and just of our own community so it'll be dope like and, and um if people get behind and support that's what we support this is all about where where can people look to find your music
5: on youtube on youtube yeah, man, i ain't gonna lie i don't have my music i don't sell my music that's how i run it is like i'm not even looking for a profit from my music so you're not going to find my music on Apple or Spotify. Yeah. That I just make a song and put it on YouTube yeah. and put it out there. So if you do want to get tapped in, it's on YouTube. That's when he is the lion on YouTube or on, on SoundCloud. That's when he g's for life.
0: Fire. Um, I'm going to say from 2020 to now, like not. There's really not no best moment out this month protesting what make. we doing. But I would say what was like, uh, I guess, I guess I would say your most memorable moment. From like from here to here, like what's, what's the thing? 2020?
5: All of 2020.
0: Like, all of 2020, right?
5: Yeah. I've seen things in 2020 I never thought I could see. Like, I'm not going to lie, a lot of people feel like we might have failed or whatever the case may be. I don't feel like we failed because 2020 woke people like myself up. It wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing none of this if it wasn't for 2020, you know what I'm saying? The fact that I've seen hundreds of white people, black people, trans people, mm-hmm. all kind of people coming together for one cause gave me a whole lot of hope. And to open my eyes, and shout that if we could do that then, then we can do it. You know what I'm saying? We just gotta fight for it. So, I thank 2020 for waking me up. No cut.
0: Yeah, Word. 2020, 2020 vision. Yeah, damn, it woke everybody up. Some people went back to sleep, but shit, That's a yeah, yeah so we still out here to wake your yeah, so ass up. We the alarm clock.
1: Um, speaking of mutual aid the things that we do now to help apply pressure toward these dirty cops, official New York City government officials, and oppression. In New York City, Stonewall was a riot. So if you don't know or you haven't heard of Stonewall was a riot, I am a lead organizer. Um, we rally up every single fucking Thursday in the heart of the West Village. Last week, we showed solidarity for Palestine and the genocide that's going on overseas. And we were met with a lot of police presence. Mm brutality and arrest. And Stonewall's a riot, we've been marching for 13 weeks. And on the 13th week, we had um, three arrests go down. Now, when I said there was heavy police presence, I'm talking about to the point where we first took off from our starting location. There was like a noticeable amount of police already there. Um, the scouting team, mm-hmm had seen a heavy police presence before we even stepped foot on the property. We had um, some intel after the fact that we threw the march, that there was going to be a Zionist or a pro-Israeli march at 42nd Street, one of the biggest um, and most hot spots in New York. And we was like, oh, you know, and like Israeli, Protesters love, 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 love to counter the Palestinian protests and their movement. And we know that the police were just targeting us, you know, because we came outside. We wanted to continue to represent the lives and the voices in Palestine who don't or aren't able to speak or tell their story. We knew that the cops were going to try to get in our way mm-hmm. and not especially not allow us to get to that Israeli protest. That's true. Yeah, you know, they did not because the funding the we got to think about war only happens because of power and money you know not to get too into politics but when new york city is funding war you know we know whose side they're gonna choose and a whole bunch of propaganda that they've been spreading like on the news at 42nd when they lit up all the lights and stuff
0: Mm -hmm. the fact that them people they paid that money man they paid that money and them cops are wicked you know i mean they they definitely didn't want Stonewall coming down there during that. They made it like a big-ass ceremony. Um, You know, uh, and it was quiet down there while while Eric Adams talking on the Titantron and everything like that. It's sad to see all these Palestinians in New York, to see the the big population. The mayor, he came out and spoke for, you know, For the Israeli people, but what about your what about your you know what I mean the Palestinian yeah Palestinian community you know what I mean but don't forget about your Palestinians you got a whole population bro they shut down your streets every fucking day
1: and at Stonewall um on Thurs the past Thursday we were like marching as we always do we always take the streets and we have every right to you know but we're crossing the street and. These officers they claim that that they gave us a warning, a failed warning at that because, you know, it's inaccessible for a lot of people. We have to think about the deaf community, like the disabled community. How are people supposed to hear a tiny speaker, you know, from from these cops, these antagonizers following us in the back? So like we, we can't really hear much. Especially over the chants, the drummers, the loud cars and everything. So we we didn't get a fair um warning, and we didn't get a fair exit. We have to have you know somewhere to go, and we were pushed on the sidewalk, and there was still a arrest on the sidewalk, as we've seen these cops do time and time again in actions like um
0: yeah, she was wicked, like um, like I said, nobody in that situation, nobody was to blame because they were gonna make the rush, regardless because they had to stop us from getting. Two times square, whether we was on the sidewalk or whatever, they was going to figure out, and that's what they do to get. They bring all them cops, and they start getting fidgety, get edgy, and you know what I mean. They um, uh, these are tactics they do, you know what I mean? And and like I said, like uh, they do this to shut down, you know, shut down the protests. But when when all that stuff was going on, I was, I remember walking up to the group. The cops, you know, they had one of the comrades surrounded, and uh, um, I'm standing there and I'm watching, just trying to see what's what. And this cop gets off the motorcycle, man, and uh, his name is Gonzalez. I forgot his first name, but Sarge, he's Sarge and Gonzalez, and he's usually like when they bring him out, he's usually in front. They're like he's the captain of the bike squad, you know what I mean? They have him in front, and he constantly like. um... He's an agitator, bro. Mm-hmm. Like he, he he he'll try to run his bike into you and all that type of shit. Talk. And uh he's egotistical, the, emotional ass, abusive cop. Yeah. And I'm glad like, this this crazy part. I'm standing there. I, yo, I he hates me. He hates me the most, but he knows not to touch me, it. But he walked up on the sidewalk and it's 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 we we'll put the video up, but it's clear space and he just, you know what I mean, walk and just shoves this dude, man, shoves shoves uh one of the comrade, comrades. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This 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 slings them off, you know
6: what I mean, to the to the ground. And then After they it. have this around him. When you start to like track like it's it's converging interests of like big corporations who are their donors, right? Yeah, right. look at all the weapons manufacturer stocks. Like those stocks are flying up right now. People are making tons of money now. Because Israel's bombing Gaza, and and sur- it's not just the bombing; it's like the surveillance technology, like the suppression mm. technology. And then you have missiles and bombs and tanks and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, yo, I pay for that. Like, we all pay for that with our tax dollars. Yeah. But like, look at like I'm I'm, a, I'm in the East Village on St. March, like right now on Ninth Street. Every single day, cops are coming out and harassing groups of houseless people, and it's like that's where that money is going just like harassment of houseless communities around New York City, like Mm -hmm. education, like money being pulled from education left and right. People, people don't have houses, people don't have food to eat. And it's like, like you guys do your, your mutual aid every Thursday, like to feed the community, to get them like medical supplies and like things that are just like basic necessities. Meanwhile, like we're approving like day after day, billions of dollars to Ukraine, billions of dollars to Israel. Like how many genocides do we gotta fund around the world before yeah. we're like, hey, like our own people deserve that money Ooh. and like That's
1: that. Housing.
6: Yeah. House, like, yeah. Housing at, at the least, like at least housing. At least a housing, especially, especially
0: housing right now. It's been, listen, we we having a crisis right now, right? A market crisis, like some of that money before you go send it over there, at least help us like right here. Like you're, you're trying to yeah, work right? out.
6: Like, look at all these people from all different backgrounds. Like, that's the most heartwarming thing for me. It's not going out there and seeing, like, a bunch of Palestinians or Arabs out there like that, whatever. Like, that's great, obviously. But, like, compared to seeing the black community come out, the Filipino community come out, like, Armenians come out. Like, Armenians are going through their own genocide right now. Like, they're getting bombed to death, and they're out supporting Palestine. Like, that, in my mind, is, like, the most heartwarming thing you could possibly see. Like, showing up is... It's unreal, right? Because I remember when I was little, like I have pictures of me in little, like in New York going to protest with my mom. Um, And like, I'm like a baby, but it's like the crowd size back then versus the crowd size now and the diversity of the crowd, it's night and day. And like, so that is unreal. And like, quite frankly, like I always attribute it to black leaders because especially in this country, black leaders have been at the forefront of speaking up for Palestinians. Like back to like Malcolm X who like, Would not give up on the word Palestine, like constantly brought it up in conversation, constantly linked that struggle to the struggle here in the States.